Welcome back to episode 123 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Draft FBL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another game week preview going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of game week 36. Now what a strange game week that was. The first seven games had 13 goals between them. Then Monday came and the three fixtures saw 21 goals. Fulham 5-3 over Leicester, Everton 5-1 at Brighton, then Forrest who can't do anything the easy way, burying Southampton 4-3. It means that Leeds and Leicester are now staring over the cliff edge as Everton and Forrest edge away from the red line. None of the four teams have an easy fixture this weekend though. Leeds against Newcastle, Forrest away at Chelsea, Everton at home to City and Leicester at home to Liverpool. You'd have to say Forest away at Chelsea is probably the easiest there and a win would see them safe. Meanwhile, the beach teams all came through. Spurs won against Palace, Fulham obviously won, uh, Wolves won and West Ham all won to prove there are no easy games in the Premier League. It is of course a double game week this weekend as I've mentioned in the preceding weeks and I will talk about in just a second. Uh, I'm recording this episode on Tuesday the 9th of May so any team news injury developments or press conferencing for update as of then and of course subject to change. Slightly earlier recording time for me so there could still be uh, a few changes particularly in the lineups coming as the week progresses. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Rico Lewis, Connor Gallagher, Tyrell Awaniwi and many more so let's get into it. So kicking things off with Waiver Watch, the main players coming in last weekend across the draft universe, uh, Undav, Zaha, Gibbs-White, Steele, Webster and Lindelof. Those in smaller leagues with more players available were also bringing in uh, a few more of the Brighton lads in Welbeck and Kizio and Stupinan. Also Joel Linton was high on the list too. The players making way were pretty consistent across the leagues. Ian Acho, Andreas, Reem. Larice, Zuma and James, so lots of the injured guys making way. Interestingly, in 18 leagues, Jao Felix was one of the players quite high up on the list of players making way. Not hugely surprising because Lampard hasn't really been playing him lately, but managers who did drop him will have regretted that this weekend after he came away with a return. So looking at the fixtures, Newcastle and Brighton will have their rearranged fixture played on Thursday night, which means a double game week for those two teams. Newcastle start the weekend with a trip to Ellen Road though, while Brighton have an away trip to Arsenal. In the leagues I'm personally involved in, if that's anything to go by, both Newcastle and Brighton players will not be easy to find in the waiver piles, but I think Newcastle are definitely the pick here, uh, as they then will round off the season with Leicester at home and Chelsea away. Brighton, as discussed last week, do have the advantage of still having another double game week next week, but if you look at all their remaining fixtures, Arsenal away, Newcastle away, Southampton at home, City at home, and then Aston Villa away, that home game to Southampton is really the only attractive matchup on paper, um, followed perhaps by the trip to Aston Villa, but that would depend on what there is left to play for in terms of final European places. Also, by the time they do play Southampton at home, um, I fully expect Southampton will already be relegated, nothing to play for, nothing to lose, and the kind of game that could flip on its head. Otherwise, you may well be looking forward to the doubles in game 37, but even then you could struggle to find anyone that you want. Aside from Brighton, who I already mentioned, the others are City, United and Chelsea. You're probably not going to find many City players around. United, there could be some, 
Uh, and Chelsea have City away, United away, so you could be just as likely to end up on minus points if you're off one of their players. If we look at the remaining games, the teams really who now you're going to set and forget if, if you do have decent assets are Man City, Arsenal, Newcastle, Liverpool and Palace. The only other thing to mention on the fixtures front um, are West Ham, who themselves this week have a two-legged European semi-final with the Europa Conference League against AZ Alkmaar. Away to Brentford is sandwiched in between in this game week, and I wouldn't be surprised if West Ham rests a few of their reasonably settled first 11, which would make Brentford not a bad look for some one-week punts this week, particularly in defence. Let's move into the main picks, um, starting with their City defence. Laporte and Lewis are the ones I've mentioned here. Ake look to have pulled up with a hamstring injury in their win against Leeds, but still no firm news how severe that is yet. City now have the two-legged Champions League semi-final against Madrid to navigate, and we already saw Stones rested in favour of Lewis in that win over Leeds. I would expect a back three of Diaz, Kanji, and probably Walker against Real Madrid, with Stones returning to his spot in central midfield, but can also come in and out of the back three, back four, however they choose to set up. If Walker does start, I think Laporte would seem nailed for the Premier League game in a lineup that should look very similar to the weekend, with Lewis again covering for Stones in midfield, which would make both of them uh, decent considerations. Lewis was quite unlucky. Obviously, the clean sheet went away in the end, but Lewis himself set up two big chances for Haaland, who uncharacteristically missed uh, a few of those good opportunities in that game, so could have had more points had they been tucked away. Next is Pedro Porro, who I did mention on last weekend's pod. It was interesting to see his positioning in the win versus Palace at times in possession. Spurs were setting up with a 4-4-2, with Porro essentially playing as a conventional right midfield right winger, with Emerson Royal able to cross cover behind him. Uh, and invert as needed, but essentially was then playing as an old-fashioned right-back in a back four. As I said last week, his technical ability makes him the most reliable provider, and the best compliment I can pay him is that he reminds me of uh, one of my all-time favourite Spurs right-backs, Kieran Drippier. Finally, if you're looking for a bit of a differential or a wild-card pick as we enter the run-in, Conor Gallagher of Chelsea is someone that not many will be looking at. The season is over for Chelsea in terms of what they have left to play for, other than pride, we know who Frank likes and doesn't like, and I expect we'll see Gallagher continue to play so the incoming manager can get a good look at him. Two goals in the last four weeks and seems to provide the best link between midfield and the front line, which has been an issue this season, and he is someone I've got provisionally penciled in to uh, my waiver lineup this weekend. Into hidden gems territory now. So these are all guys with generally less than 10% ownership around the leagues. Now, we always love a goalkeeping option to chuck out, um, starting with Joel Robles for Leeds. Big Sam wasn't messing with Melia straight out for the more experienced Robles. Decent job against the best attack in the league with a few good saves that you have to say Melia could have yet very easily let in. I doubt we'll see another change now, so Melia owners should either look here for a straight swap or simply look elsewhere, which wouldn't be a bad shout either. Quick mention to uh, Gaye, obviously mentioned the Crystal Palace are going to be set and forget now if you do have any of their main players. I think if you could grab the likes of Gay or Anderson, then um, yeah, they're going to do a job for you right through to game week 38. At home to Bournemouth this weekend, 38% chance of a clean sheet, not bad. Next is Ben Mee, who's been one of the standout defenders this year, rounding off a cracking season. As I said earlier, I'm not sure a full-strength West Ham is going to turn up at the GTEC Community Stadium for game week 36 and could be another decent option for a clean sheet. Ben Mee currently leads the way. I think it's with uh, Van Dijk, I checked earlier. In terms of the top goal-scoring defender, 
Um, that, that tally is only three goals. And I wouldn't be surprised if before the season is out that um, that he adds to that. And it could be that this weekend is when he does it. Now, a player I just briefly touched on when mentioning Pedro Porro is Emerson Royale, who I was pleasantly surprised uh, to see back in the eleven. He's been the long-time punchline to, uh, to the joke that is Tottenham Hotspur, but I have to say he's been one of Spurs' most improved players this year and his absence over the past couple of months has definitely added to the frailty at the back. The defence looked as assured as it's been this year uh, with a back three of Royal, Romero and Longley uh, with four-string goal. There, there was a core group we were able to receive and passable without it turning into pure pandemonium. The only problem with that defensive unit is that it probably isn't going to carry on in the uh, next game away at Aston Villa. Longley, not quite sure how bad the injury to his shoulder is, but if he's out, then it would uh, make that look a little bit different. Now, I mentioned Jakob Kivior last uh, last week for Arsenal as a, you know, maybe he'll come back in again for holding. Uh, and he did good performance and clean sheet versus Newcastle. Looks set to continue over holding alongside Gabriel. Uh, and I would expect Arsenal to win out their remaining games and he could provide some handy points. He's available in my 11-team league and I doubt he will be for much longer. Into midfield, uh, another one mentioned last week was was uh, Morgan Gibbs-White. Ownership remains in hidden gem territory somehow for eight-team leagues. Uh, 35 points in the last four games. He's a premium player being thoroughly overlooked. And if you're one of those leagues, you need to put that right this weekend. A pod favourite this year is Billing. I don't think he is done for the season. And based on the showing that Palace put in away at Spurs, Bournemouth will have every chance of another good day out. Uh, and Billing is always amongst the goals for them. Now to Brighton, that team who've got the double-double coming up. Um, highlighting Enkizio here. That performance against Everton will, I think, be helpful for FPL managers over the remaining games. As uh, De Zerbi will possibly be banishing a few of those starters to the shadow realm. Undav and Welbeck didn't cover themselves in glory, which should pave the way for Ferguson to start. While further back, March seems to have done his hamstring, which should then open the door for Enkizio to get more assured minutes over the two doubles. Now, I really should have just copied uh, a lot of the sound files from last weekend's pod. Um, again, highlighting another repeat offender is Taiwo Awaniwi. I didn't watch the first half of the Forest Southampton game, but as I saw the updates come in, I wasn't surprised to see this gent's name on the score sheet. Uh, and I'm not going to spend, as I said, much time discussing him, as I said enough about him on the last pod. Up there with Johnson and Gibbs White as their main providers. I expect them to have uh, a reasonably settled eleven continuing into that game. Just one question mark over Serge Aria. Um, but yeah, Chelsea away is not a fixture to dodge if you already own and not one to put you off if you're looking at them in the waiver pile. Then the most hidden gem picks. This is a player owned in less than 10% of 16 team leagues. Uh, and I'm going to mention Matthias Vigna. I had a look at a couple of other options. There was Danilo for Forest, Totti for Wolves. Um, but I'm going to opt for Vigna. Great goal against Chelsea. But aside from that, he also had a couple of other opportunities where he broke free in the box. He will definitely see out the season in that left-back, left-wing-back spot for Bournemouth. Uh, and would seem to be the pick of their defenders if you're interested. Palace, United and Everton, not the worst string of games left to play. So that is it for this episode. A reminder that the waivers will be processed on Friday morning at 11am ahead of a usual Saturday lunchtime kickoff with Leeds versus Newcastle kicking off game week 36. It's then a normal contingent of, uh, of 10 games with just that Newcastle-Brighton game added 
to later next week on Thursday. And there will then be quite a tight turnaround as we will have the waivers processing for Game Week 37 on that Friday morning just a few hours later. I've already updated our predicted lineups page on draftfc.co.uk. If that isn't something that you've been checking out so far, um, then do head over there and keep an eye on it. We do update it throughout the week as team news becomes available from injury news, press conference information, whatever it is, wherever it comes from, if it's relevant, we will tweak the lineups as appropriate so that if you do want to give that a glance before checking your waivers, um, you can at least make sure you're picking blokes that we think are going to play. If you're somehow finding yourself new to the podcast in game week 35, 36, where we are now, uh, welcome. Make sure you follow and subscribe on whichever platform you are listening on so you don't miss out on any future episodes as they drop. Again, if you're new, head over to draftfc.co.uk. Not only do we have the predicted lineups on there, plenty of blog posts. There's a new one out this week going over a um, new signing Premier League team of the season. Uh, Just an 11 that we're talking through there. And then you can, of course, sign up for all of our dashboard features, which are having a massive update as we speak in anticipation for the upcoming season. So never too soon or too late to sign up. The other thing to do is to head to Twitter and give us a follow at draft underscore FC. This is probably the best place to keep up to date with all the comings and goings at Draft FC in one place. And also the easiest place to reach out and send us a message if there is anything you wish to discuss about the site about your draft team, about football, anything. The DMs are always open. So that is it for this episode. Best of luck ahead of game week 36. Really not long to go now. Hope you're jostling for positions at the top of your respective draft leagues. And until next time, stay shook. Sure.